Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first episode of the podcast, Diving Into the End Zone. I'm going to be your host, Dominic Arbolino. Pretty much what I want to do for this first episode, it's more of an introduction. Pretty much I want to introduce myself, explain, you know, where, I'm come, where I come from, what my podcast is going to be about, and then we'll get into a little bit of football as well, of course, because, you know, we've got to break down some news. But again, my name is Dominic Arbolino. Uh, I'm a recent graduate from SUNY Oneonta. Uh, I have a bachelor's degree now in media studies to pursue a career in sports broadcasting, hence why I'm doing a podcast about sports. I know, shocker. I'm only picking football because football is my probably my favorite sport. I can really talk about it, you know, any 32 teams pretty much down the wire, so I'm excited to be able to do that. And, you know, and obviously give updates for all the fans around the world because obviously, you know, there's 32 teams. It's a lot to talk about. I'm going to have guest interviews pretty much. So, you know, I'm going to have guests on for the show. I'm going to interview them about their favorite team. But I'm also, you know, going to have them to be able to, you know, update you and, you know, even myself uh, about, you know, whatever's going on in football. So pretty much I'm going to have them as almost like a second host, a little co-host action. So they can give their opinion about the moves and we'll have a little debate back and forth, you know, throw opinions out there. So every episode is different. Because I want every episode to be a little different. I don't want it to just be the same, you know, breaking down the same topics. I want to add some more characters in there. And I know people are not just going to want to listen to me for 30 minutes to an hour. Because, you know, as good as my voice is, you know, I'll go ahead and say that. <laughs> I'm kidding, though. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, listening to the same person over and over again, it gets a little boring. So, uh, and then also, obviously, you know, we're going to talk about fantasy football as well. Uh, it's hard to talk about NFL and, you know, forget to talk about fantasy football. Fantasy football is so important. And... You know, who, who even knows? We might not even be able to play fantasy football this year because obviously everything going on with the coronavirus has been, you know, huge and affecting football. But thankfully, I mean, the NFL couldn't have asked for a better time for it to occur right after the, you know, the game's biggest uh, occasion, the Super Bowl. You know, it happens. It doesn't really affect their offseason too much. I mean, yes, it affected, you know, free agent visits and signings and whatnot and even the NFL draft, but they still were able to manage with that. I thought the NFL draft was done really well. I really enjoyed the virtual draft. You know, me and my friends were able to get on a Zoom call together and watch the first round like, we, you know, we would usually do if the coronavirus wasn't happening. But instead, we did it a little different. Just like the whole world is a little different right now. Everyone's still, you know, dealing with these changes right now. Everything is virtual. But either way, I'm excited to get this podcast going finally. I've really had this in the, you know, in the books for a while. And I'm finally happy that I got my mic. I got Adobe. I got everything going. And I'm excited to do this for everybody. So, again, obviously, like I said, my favorite sport is football. So one thing I want to bring up is obviously I'm a huge, huge Jets fan. And I know for anybody listening, you're hearing that, you're like, damn, that's unfortunate. He's a Jets fan. It's got to be a lot of struggle. And yes, yes, you are correct. It has been a lot of struggle, especially, you know, up until like the past week. Jamal Adams, the best player on the Jets, definitely. You can say that, no doubt. And he gets traded to the Seattle Seahawks for Bradley McDougal. Two first-round picks in 2021 and 2022, and a third-round pick in 2021. And the Jets also sent a fourth-round pick in 2022 to the Seahawks as well. I look at this trade, I mean, it was bound to happen. Jamal Adams is the type of guy that, yeah, he was an all-around great player. He was a great safety, box safety, for that matter. But you look at the issues that he had off the field now that it started coming up pretty much since last season, I mean, it was just pretty much all drama with him it's like he was just acting like a baby non-stop and you have to think of it when it comes to a you know a team standpoint where you know eventually you gotta you know cut that off and for Joe Douglas and his stance with the Jamal Adams trade I thought everything was great he fielded offers at the trade deadline like he should as a any GM should if you know talk about if the trade value is right and then 
he you know constantly said how you know he wants to keep Jamal on this team on the Jets team you know because he was you know a building block there he was the best player on the defense and he was a guy that you know you wanted to build your team around and all pro safety you know two pro bowlers I mean how, how could you go wrong he was a great player you saw the impact he made on the field and if he wasn't on the field you saw how the defense was just a little weaker and that's how much of an impact he made but then again you know he came out in an article with Manish, Manish Mehta you know saying that you know he's bashing you know Joe Douglas the owner Woody Johnson because you know all the scandals that came out about him and then obviously Adam Gase and how his relationship isn't good with him like it comes to a point where you just can't take that anymore that's not going to work that's not how things are going to go the Jets I think got a great haul for a yeah he's a phenomenal player but a safety in itself to get two first round picks back I mean I think that was great I think that was great for them I mean it, it just adds for the future and I understand, you know, the Jets have been saying, you know, for the future so many times. And it's almost like, you know, when, you know, you have Sam Darnold, he's going to his third third year, you know. People are thinking, oh, man, the Jets are wasting him and all this stuff. But I look at it as, I mean, you were able to get, again, two first-round picks. And you now have four first-round picks in the next two years to work with. That allows you to, you know, make a trade at some point for, you know, a standout player or, you know, next year's draft, they have a whole wide receiver and edge rusher. You could fill both of those holes in one year. There's so many possibilities that can happen with it. And to top it all off, yeah, the first-round picks are great, but you still got a, a starting strong safety player in return with Bradley McDougal. He's 29 years old. Yeah, he's a little older than Jamal. He's obviously not the same player as Jamal, but he's a good, strong safety who has played well in Seattle. And he's gonna. I think he's gonna transition great with Marcus May and you know Ashton Davis now coming in as a rookie, the third round pick. I think everything can go well there, and I think Greg Williams has a lot to play around with, and I think it's gonna be interesting to see what the Jets do on defense this year. But I think overall it was a great haul for the Jets. Obviously, there's two parts to the trade. You had the Jets side, which I kind of already talked about. Then you have Seattle, and I think Seattle, yeah, they might have given up a lot, you know, two first round picks, but I mean they're showing they want to win now. I think Jamal Adams is going to fit perfectly in that Seattle defense. I mean, I think, you know, Pete Carroll is excited to have him. All the players are excited to have him, including Russell Wilson. He, I know he uh, tweeted when the trade happened, you know, how excited he was to play with Jamal and whatnot. But then also, you look at it, Jamal Adams is going to be Cam Chancellor 2.0. I mean, it's clear. They were the same type of player, heavy hitters. I mean, I think Cam Chancellor could cover a little better than Jamal can, but even still... I mean, it's going to be a wrecking ball there, and I think it's going to be great for Seattle. I mean, you have Quandre Diggs, who you know came over from a trade from Detroit last season, and then you have now, obviously, Jamal Adams pairing as your strong safeties. Defense is looking pretty good over there. It, it really is. The only issue, though, is that the only thing you got to worry about now is if you can't pay Jamal, you might be dealing with the same stuff next season that the Jets did this season. You don't know. He came out and you know and said that he wants to retire in Seattle. But who knows? He also said that with the Jets, too. So you never know what can happen with Jamal Adams. That's going to do it for the Jamal Adams trade. But I want to get into now how the coronavirus could affect the NFL season. Because obviously, you already see it's affecting the MLB season right now. Where, you know, everything was going well. Everyone thought, you know, opening day, yes, baseball's finally back. This is exciting. 60-game season. You know, every game is really important. And then you have the Miami Marlins kind of ruin everything. Because, you know, for some reason, the MLB still allowed a team to play in Florida, even though Florida has been the worst state with the coronavirus. And then the whole team has an outbreak, 14 players tested positive. And then, you know, 
again, they played the Phillies that opening weekend. So then the, some of the Philly staff tested positive. So then you had to postpone games. And now you have you know a breakout in St. Louis with the Cardinals. You don't really know what's going to happen here. And the reason for that is because, is obviously, they're not playing in a bubble. It's hard to play baseball in a bubble. And, you know, they kind of did it. I feel like the MLB kind of rushed it. I feel like they, they kind of rushed us to get baseball back because the players wanted it, the fans wanted it. So, like, you know what, let's do it. But I think the season could be canceled. I really do when you look at that season. You don't really know what's going to happen unless they get these issues under control. I mean, you already have one player. I'm sure there's multiple now. I haven't looked into it. But Lorenzo Kane of the Milwaukee Brewers just opted out of the season, you know, due to the coronavirus struggles being able to contain it. So you have to question, you know, are any of those other players going to opt out as well? Now, the NFL should look at this and say, hmm, like this is what's happening from not playing in a bubble. And you have to look at it this way. The MLB is not using a bubble system, and it's not really going well. It's not going as planned. You look at the NHL and NBA, and it just started up a couple days ago. The NHL was yesterday. NBA was like two or three days ago. Everything is going smoothly. They're in a bubble. You know, they're you know they're all the players are staying healthy. You know, the last test came back. You know, I think they tested both like over 300 players. All came back negative. I mean, that's something you want to see, and that's what the bubble is going to do because they're all locked into one area, and they cannot leave unless it's for, like, you know, a medical concern or something with the family or whatnot. And if you do and you leave and you get caught, you know, lying or something, then, you know, you're going to get fined like Lou Williams did. Uh, he was, you know, obviously being shown at a club, and even though he said he had to leave, you know, for medical concerns or whatever the case was. So, obviously, that's not a good thing. So, there are some pros you know, for the bubble, and I think the NFL should definitely look into that, but the only issue with the NFL and using a bubble is now that, you know, you have 53 men on a roster, and you have 32 teams. I mean, that is a lot of players to be locked up in one space. It's just a matter of where are you going to put all those players, and where, what state are you even going to play in? You're not even sure what, you know, that case is going to be, but again, they do have the time right now to, you know, think this over. I mean, there's a month until the season starts because there's no preseason, uh, which I think is a good and bad thing, but you know I'll get into that later. But you look at it now. If the NFL doesn't play in September, like yeah, I understand why not. But the thing is, is that you have to realize is that they had so much time to think about a plan because again, like I said before, they had the benefit of the doubt with the coronavirus and when it hit, it happened right after the Super Bowl as the off season started. They had so much time to prepare about you know what is the season going to look like and how is it going to be. So I really hope that I can see some football in September because if not, I'm going to be really disappointed. Not only is it going to make this podcast hard to talk about because it's not going to be any football news, but just in general, just to have something to watch on TV. I mean, yes, I have hockey and basketball now and even baseball until it's canceled, but I really enjoy watching football, especially with my friends having them over. I mean, hopefully that's still something we'll be able to do. If not, we'll do it via Zoom, just something like that. I just, I really enjoy watching football. I can literally watch any game. It doesn't matter. And I really hope we see that soon. Uh, so now I want to move on to, obviously, since we have the coronavirus, you know, affecting the NFL, there are some players that are opting out of the 2020 season. And I believe they have a deadline to do that. And I, I think it's coming up. Uh, I'm not really sure on that one. But I want to talk about how the Patriots now have seven players to opt out. And Marquise Lee being the most recent one who opted out uh, a couple days ago. But um, he's now joining Brandon Bolden, Dante Hightower, Patrick Chung, Najee Torin, Danny Vitale, and Marcus Cannon. So that is now, that's seven players on the Patriots to opt out of the 2020 season. 
for obvious concerns of, you know, they don't want to put their family at risk or they have had some health problems in their life. So it's completely understandable. But now you have all these people starting to think, especially Barstool, they're starting to think, hmm, is there a theory that the Patriots are tanking for Trevor Lawrence in next in next year's draft? One, I don't really think so, to be honest. I mean, I wouldn't put it past Bill Belichick to have this type of plan, but I, I can never see Bill Belichick as the type of guy who is going to tank. He's just never going to do it. He, he, he always has a plan, and that's how everybody's doubting them, you know, saying, oh, the division, AFC East division is wide open again because Tom Brady's gone. I mean, yeah, it adds a little more confidence maybe for the other teams, but they still signed Cam Newton, and yeah, Cam Newton hasn't been 100% since, like, what, 2015 because his shoulder injury has been killing him for the past five years. He's now 100% healthy, according to the Patriots. Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick are going to create an offense like they never had before. They're going to have a running quarterback now. They're going to they're going to be so dynamic. And I feel like the person who's going to thrive the most from this, honestly, is Julian Edelman. Because Julian Edelman, we all know, has not been you know a deep threat wide receiver. And I feel like he's just going to adjust to maybe this is like new West Coast offense that they're going to be running. I, I just don't see the theory behind that the Patriots are tanking. I think these players are serious. They want their health is serious. They want to make sure their families don't get affected by this. I mean, you have to realize these players you know, are playing 60 minutes of football where they're tackling, sweating, breathing on each other. I mean, God forbid somebody has it. It's very easy to get spread. Even if you have these like new face masks that, you know, they're working on that, you know, players are going to have to wear or whatnot. It's still, there's a risk. And I, I think that all these players that are opting out have a real reason for it. And I, I think if, you know, if they don't want to play, then that's it. I mean, yeah, it stinks for, you know, if you're a Patriot fan watching your whole team opt out, you know, you don't know what the season's going to be like, but it is what it is. It's something that, you know, was going to happen. I mean, football is an aggressive sport where, again, you know, you're on top of each other, tackling each other, sweating on each other, and breathing on each other. It's going to happen. And there are some other names to be, you know, that have been opting out. And how many more players could? I mean, we already have a list right now. Big names to opt out are uh, Nate Soldier on the Giants, Damian Williams of the Chiefs, Eddie Goldman on the Bears, Devin Funches, who is the newest Packers wide receiver. Michael Pierce, Vikings defensive tackle. There's more people that I didn't name, but you know they're not as important to the team, I should say. But one of the biggest ones that just happened yesterday is C.J. Mosley, middle linebacker of the Jets defense, opted out for health reasons and you know protecting his family. Which again, like I just said, it stinks if you're a Jet fan. I was pretty upset about it. You have to realize it's for his family and it's his concern. It's 100% fair. And... The only thing, though, is that it's a real big blow to the Jets' defense. I mean, you know, he's a guy that they paid five years, $85 million so far, and he's only played three healthy quarters, which is not his fault. It's not his fault. But, I mean, it was unfortunate that he had to get hurt week one against the Bills last season. And then, you know, obviously he really hasn't played full strength since then. He tried to come back against the Baltimore Ravens, and it didn't work. You know, he really wasn't 100%, but he tried. So, you know, that was that, and then he ended up leaving the game. I mean, it, it stinks. I mean, they're getting $10 million back for, you know, next year's free agent signings, which is cool. But he was, he, you know, he was expected to be a big piece in the middle of the offense, especially after now losing Jamal Adams via trade. Him opting out really is unfortunate for the team. But thankfully, they do have the depth at middle linebacker. Avery Williamson, Blake Cashman, Neville Hewitt, James Burgess, and Patrick Awuzar. So they do have some depth at the middle linebacker position. They're not all as good as... CJ Mosley. I mean, I really like Avery Williamson. There were a lot of trade rumors going into this offseason that maybe he could be traded for a third or a fourth round pick, but obviously those are thrown out the window now. The Jets need to keep their depth. You look at it as a whole, and you think about these players, again, 
these are all big blows to their teams. I mean, Nate Soldier was a big free agent signing a couple of years ago for the Giants offensive line. Yeah, he hasn't really panned out, but still, you know, he's a veteran presence on the line who I believe they were looking to play at right tackle because Andrew Thomas, their first overall, their first round pick, excuse me, was going to be playing left tackle. You know, it's still a big blow to the right side of the offensive line. Damian Williams, who obviously, you know, just won the Super Bowl with the Chiefs, kind of had a breakout year undrafted. Thankfully, they, you know, have their first-round pick from this past draft, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire from LSU, so he's going to play a big role, and that's going to be a big guy in fantasy that you're going to want to pick up. I think he's going to do really well. Eddie Goldman, you know, has been great for the Bears at defensive tackle. That's a big blow. Devin Funches hasn't had the best career since entering the NFL, but he was a guy that the Packers signed because, you know, their wide receiver depth isn't the best. That's already a big blow to a slim wide receiver depth chart. Michael Pierce has obviously been a great player throughout his career. Now on the Vikings, again, big blows to their team. It's unfortunate that this is going to happen, but you have to realize these players are going to, you know, they need to put their health and their family first, and I think that's what people have to realize, and that's going to be the case there. Real quick, I just kind of want to move on to, you know, I th- I always, it amazes me how I still find myself talking about this guy, but free agent Antonio Brown. Yes, I said it. Antonio Brown gets an eight-game suspension from the NFL without pay for multiple violations of the NFL conduct policy. So, yeah, so that is now, he is at age 32. He still obviously has his mental health problems. There's something going on with him. And, you know, it's almost like you see all this news come out and you almost wish that maybe he would try and get help or just something. I mean, he's been training with Lamar Jackson and everything. And I know Lamar tried to make a pitch for him, but the Ravens were like, no way. Like, we don't need that drama queen in this locker room or to cause any problems, which is 100% fair. You look at Antonio Brown now. I get it. He's Antonio Brown. He was arguably one of the best wide receivers in the NFL when he played. And... But now he's at the age of 32. I just don't really see him having a future in the NFL anymore. It's getting to the point where he obviously has all these issues. I mean, he never even played a game for the Raiders. He played one game with the Patriots, and not even Bill Belichick could tolerate his, you know, his temper. I mean, what is it for this guy? You, you don't really know what's going to happen. I personally don't think he's going to have a future at all in the NFL. And when you look at it, who is he going to play for? Who is he going to play for? Who is going to take that on? I don't even think a bad team would want to bring him in because they'd rather get their younger guys or other people depth to see, you know, see what they have at the wide receiver position. I just don't see Antonio Brown having any career in the NFL anymore. I really don't. He's like retired twice, but then also comes back and saying like the NFL, like, when are you going to give me justice or whatever? I mean, he doesn't know what he wants to do. He can't make up his mind. And that's the biggest issue with him. It stinks. It stinks. He goes from one of the best wide receivers, like I said, in the NFL with the Pittsburgh Steelers to this now. It's unfortunate. And, you know, he really hurt a lot of people's fantasy uh, seasons, too, when you look at it. I mean, a lot of people took him in the first or second round to be one of their wide receivers, and he didn't get any play from him. He didn't get any play. I was actually one of them. I'm in two fantasy football leagues, and I drafted him in one. And let's just say that really affected my season. I thought I was going to have a great team. I thought Antonio Brown was a great piece. I thought he was going to do well with Derek Carr and the Raiders. And then he never even played a game with them. So that's what happened there. That was really unfortunate. But yeah, I mean, that's pretty much going to do it for all the topics that I have for this episode. I mean, I really just wanted to use this episode to really just like, it's kind of an introduction, kind of introduce myself. Again, kind of give you a feel of what the podcast is going to be like. Yes, I was just alone today. But think about it, you know, every episode is going to be a different guest. And there obviously will be reoccurring guests. But, you know, talking about what's going on in the NFL. So instead of me just talking about 
Jamal Adams and the trade and giving my opinion. I'll also have somebody else to give their opinion. Obviously, you know, that could lead to a debate or whatnot and everything else there. Yeah, so I think this is going to be, you know, a lot of fun. I'm really excited to make more episodes. I'm really excited, you know, for more interviews, giving you all updates around the NFL and helping out, you know, as we head towards football and fantasy football. Uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, you could do that at Dom Arbolino. I'm going to try to be giving some updates there, you know, in terms of, you know, any episodes that I'm going to be releasing. Uh, Instagram is also at Dom Arbolino. If you want to follow me there too, I'll probably be posting some stuff there. I haven't made an Instagram yet for the podcast. I'm going to be looking into that probably as soon as I finish making this episode. So, you know, by the second episode, I will update you guys on that. And yeah, I mean, I probably going to create an email too. You know, maybe if you want to send any questions for me and my guest at all, or any problems you have, like, you know, you want to, you disagree with something we said, you know, obviously send an email and, you know, we'll make sure to bring that up on the next episode so we can really dive into that. And, you know, we want the listeners to be included as well. You know, obviously this isn't a radio show. This is a podcast. It's a little more comfortable. It's a little more free. Kind of, you know, there's no structure to it. But, you know, we also want to make sure our listeners are feeling included as well. We love when they throw in opinions. And hopefully, you know, I'll be able to get you guys, you know, on the show or whatever it is. And, you know, you can send in the email and we'll go from there. But yeah, so I just want to thank everybody for listening to the first episode of Diving Into the End Zone. I know this was a little bit of a shorter episode, but again, it's just the first one, introducing myself, just talking about it a little bit. Uh, I expect them to be longer when guests comes and everything. But yeah, so again, thank you for listening and uh, you know, catch you on the next episode.